0: Sometimes you need the best help for your mental and emotional health. This is a special hour for you and your family
1: when nothing else works. Here's Amanda Dixon on KSL
0: News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM.
2: Imagine you have clinical depression. You've spent years trying all sorts of talk therapies and dozens of medications, and that bad, foggy thought that you have from time to time, even a suicidal one, just won't go away. And yet, there is still hope in the form of alternative, lesser known treatment for depression, even right here in Utah. Let's talk about the first one called magnetic therapy with our own Peter Seymour, who is here to share with us a number of different therapies today, Peter, that you've done some research and some reporting on on KSL, and we appreciate that. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, Amanda. Good to
0: be here. Let's talk about this first one. What is magnetic therapy? So transcranial magnetic therapy is when the doctors take uh, some paddles and they provide light stimulations of electrical currents. Uh, impulses actually or is the better word and they put it right up alongside the uh, top of your forehead and your head uh, to stimulate what they believe are the areas that cause depression these neurocentral areas where depressive thoughts uh, originate and the uh, it's a it's a definitely a newer therapy only 10 years uh, of uh, background with it and 10 years of use of it, including here in Utah at the university's, uh, University of Utah's University Neuro, uh, Neuropsychiatric Institute. So mm. it's relatively new and not quite experimental, but there's still a lot of science being developed on this one. Is it painful? It is not, according to patients that have used it, according to the doctors who have uh, given it, because uh, it's such a light uh, pulse that they might give a mild sedative to use it, and uh, really the patients uh, don't feel too much over the uh, course of a 45-minute treatment. These treatments last anywhere from about uh, uh, three times a week for three or four weeks. So the patients have to keep coming back in for treatment so that it would be the most effective. So the people who use this treatment, are they people who have
2: exhausted all other Uh, types of therapies before they get to this one
0: absolutely this is known as a treatment of last resort uh you know basically they've tried all sorts of medicines and medication combinations uh, 20 25 pills all sorts of talk therapy with different therapists psychologists psychiatrists even and now they've brought themselves to to this type of treatment i should also mention that this is in the family with electroconvulsive therapy or ect And it sounds like electroshock therapy. You know, we think of these movies like One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And, you know, it stunned me at first to realize they actually have this treatment out there. I know others were aware of it, but I certainly wasn't because, you know, I've never been a a candidate or even had the need for treatment for depression. But electroconvulsive therapy does exist. And uh, there's a man in Utah who used to be the president of the Utah chapter of the uh, Alliance for Mental Illness, or NAMI. And he says to me, this is Peter Cornish, by the way, he says after years of trying everything, 25, 30 years, he discussed why he finally chose ECT.
1: I went through that first session, and as I said, I was a one out of ten, mood-wise. Ten minutes later... I felt like a seven. It was remarkable for me. And it's something I know it doesn't work for everyone, and it's all a matter of how you deal with anesthetic. I did have a little nausea, a bit of headaches, and there was a series of 10 treatments that first time back in 2009. So it's not a trivial process to go through. I have since gone through another series in 2013 and 2016. The impact has never been as great as it was that first time.
2: So after going through this treatment then, Peter, was he able to stop taking antidepressants?
0: He wasn't, unfortunately, and Peter also told me that ECT is one piece of the puzzle for his ongoing constant mental health regimen.
1: I have a dog. It's great to have that unconditional love. I have an incredibly supportive family, which makes a huge difference. We have good insurance, so I've been able to keep on medications. No, ECT for me is not a cure. It is something I expect I'll be on medications the rest of my life. But I've had a lot more stability. Certainly, I looked at ECT as a last resort back in 2009. If and when the next episode comes for me, it'll be the first thing I try. I will not look to change medications or change dosage. I'll try to get in and get my ECT treatments earlier.
2: Now that's interesting. Yeah, it would be the first thing he tries, so it must have had a significant positive effect for him. For him to say that,
0: indeed, and it's so after his uh, first series of treatments in 2009, which he recorded and put onto YouTube. By the way, really, there's I, I embedded the video in my story on KSLNewsRadio.com. He says he went from a one, which is the lowest level for depression, to a ten uh in the f- subsequent years right after his treatments he was at a seven so he jumped from a one to a seven to eventually to a ten. then of course unfortunately the effects of ect wore off on him and so he had to go back in 2013 and 16. now let me describe what i saw in this uh, clinic at the uh university neuropsychiatric institute uni for short up mm-hmm. at the university of utah what they do is they take these uh el- electrodes and they uh Put them up on your forehead, not on your temples, which is what the old treatment was back in the 60s and 70s. And, of course, it finally stopped after uh, broken bones and damage to mm. the brain and even, in certain cases, death. But that was electroshock therapy. So very key distinctions we have to make here. And so they, they put those electrodes on your head. They lay you down in a hospital bed they then sedate you they give you anesthetic they put you out like you're going under surgery then they give you a muscle relaxant so that when these electrical impulses or pulses I should say go through your brain hopefully targeting the areas of the brain where depression may or may not originate uh, your basically your body is is relaxed it's not going to shake too much and there is a convulsive aspect to this therapy hence uh, electroconvulsive therapy so your body is then put into a seizure your brain has little seizures that have been known to be therapeutic when uh, this is the body's natural way of reacting when something is amiss but of course when you have multiple seizures like if you have epilepsy and everything like that no that's not healthy mm-hmm. one seizure per treatment has been shown in some cases to work other cases not but we uh have to be very clear on this: seizures can be therapeutic but of course too many of them are not and mm-hmm. i want to bring up dr brian mickey he administers both tms and ect at, at uni and he wants to be very clear electroconvulsive therapy is nothing like the electroshock therapy seen in the movies
1: the type of stimulation is different we use brief pulses as opposed to sine wave stimulation so sine waves are what comes out of your electrical outlet and that's very bad for memory and cognition so has a lot of bad side effects we don't use that treatment anymore so brief pulses and then where you deliver the stimulus across the scalp also is important too and there's a lot of science now behind it about what's the most memory friendly way to deliver
2: ECT. This is so interesting to me Peter because I I didn't know that they had isolated where in the brain depression might originate from in the first
0: place. They're trying to narrow it down and again these neurocells that we have they tell us that we're feeling pain. So whether it's physical pain if somebody slugs you or me in the arm uh or whether we have uh you know psychological pain, uh, mental anguish this is what uh, neurocells tell us in the brain, that we are feeling and experiencing pain. And once we're in pain, we have a very hard time thinking in general, processing thoughts, trying to take the, the next steps that are logical mm-hmm. to get us out of our bad situation.
2: Is this insurable?
0: Some cases, yes. Some cases, no. It depends on the insurer. Because the treatment, even though uh, ECT has been around since the 40s, uh, you know, and again, it's vastly changed since then, uh, it's not always proven to be an effective treatment. And again, it really comes down to the person. So I would think that the patient has to exhaust all other options, sign up for ECT, make sure he or she qualifies, and then go to the insurer and say, "Here's my situation for depression. Here's what uh, my history of treatments. Please help me out." Mm-hmm. TM- my- TMS not so much because it's a newer treatment, but hopefully uh, the doctors say that insurers will come on board to be able to. Uh, Provide some sort of coverage for both of these types of magnetic therapies.
2: Might depend on the age of the patient as well. This is fascinating, Peter. I appreciate so much your research and your stories. Magnetic therapy is what Peter's been telling us about here on this a special edition on KSL News Radio when nothing else works. When we come back on When Nothing Else Works, Peter returns to tell us more about ketamine. Even though it's an anesthetic, it's also used in treating depression. That's just ahead on KS On His Radio.